Today we're talking about platforms or applications. We'll live in our born static websites, servers, and more. Where should we host? Where should we deploy? If you're wondering any of these fine things, make sure you stay tuned for what the show brings. We are your hosts of Tools Day. Thanks for listening here. We'll start right away. Woo! <laughs> All right. To, we got through it. <laughs> Welcome to Tools Day, a podcast about tech tools, tips, and tricks every other Tuesday at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about development Developer. platforms. So what you put your application or site on when you want the world to see it. That's pretty much what we're talking about today. And um, we both have experience in this world. Um Fair warning, we are not DevOps experts. Nope. We're definitely front-end <laughs> developers. So this show is definitely going to be taking a look at platforms from that perspective, from people who just build things using front-end frameworks and then want to share those with the world. Um, before we get into that, I want to give a shout out and thank you to today's show sponsor, which actually super ironically happens to be Linode. Um, Linode is a application server platform also. So that was totally unanticipated, by the way, fun fact. But Linode is giving our listeners a free $20 worth of credits with promo code TOOLSDAY2018. Instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in seconds in the Linode cloud with your choice of Linux distros, resources, and node locations. Plans start at 1 gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month with high memory plans starting at 16 gigabytes. All have an option for hourly billing with a cap and include a seven-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty awesome. There are 10 data centers worldwide and you can get a server running in under a minute. Build virtual machines and run Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, or whatever else you would need. If something goes wrong, rest assured with 24 hours a day seven days a week friendly support and phone support also being an option they have a python cli restful api and have a manager tool in beta which is active on their github you can get involved they're also growing and hiring front-end developers so check them out if you're looking to make a move remember you can get a 20 dollars credit when you use promo code toolsday 2018 that's t-o-o-l-s-d-a-y 2018 Visit linode.com slash toolsday and get your $20 worth of infrastructure for your next project. Okay. All right. So, so thank you, Linode, which is a great, like, just unison of things because <laughs> we were going to do this show anyway, and then we heard their responses were Linode, and we were just like, oh my gosh, that works so well because we wanted to talk about cloud infrastructure, kind of, um, but more, mostly like development platforms um, yeah, on today's show. I'd say we're both... We use the platforms as a service part of cloud deployments, yes. not the infrastructure as a service part. Uh, exactly. When so someone... we're not going to talk about like cores and RAM and what's better for what. Um, <laughs> all those things are important, but we're not the best people to talk about that. What we do want to talk about is ease of use, what you would use in what situation for what type of application and that sort of thing. Yes. All right. So, you know has yes. been posting quite a lot recently about <laughs> Netlify, which we talked about a while back. You want to give a quick rundown on Netlify again, why do you love it so much? Yeah, so we actually had Phil Hawksworth on the show from Netlify a few episodes back. We'll have that link in the show notes. I really love this because it is just so beautiful and easy for static sites. And I like to use static site generators a lot because I don't like dealing with servers and I don't like dealing with infrastructure personally. Um, so what Netlify allows you to do is just 
create a some static site so you could use Jekyll, you could use um, literally anything, Harp, Ghost, whatever you want to use. Gatsby. To Gatsby, that's what I Our new favorite one. Ah, I love it. Love it, love it. Um, it is great. We don't even have... I don't know. Should we do a show about it? We did. You know we, what? You let us know. We had a show about it. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I forget. <laughs> okay. Well, I used it then, and I'm still using it now, but like I'm using it, and there's a new version coming out. Yeah. So we could... Anyway. Netlify is great because it has like HTTPS at the push of a button. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is say like... Uh, Enable HTTPS and then, oh, what does it use? Something cert? Um, uh, let's let's encrypt. Let's encrypt. Use let's encrypt, which is like magic. Yeah. And then you have HTTPS. And like if you buy a custom domain and you want to hook it up to your static site, it's freaking like three steps. You just add like your hookup link, which is, um, I don't know, an A record or a C name. There's different ways to do it because um, you have to do it separately for www dot and just anything dot. Anyway, it's really easy. What I'm saying is all instructions are on the site. I really, really like Netlify. There's a CLI tool that I use, just like Netlify deploy once I Netlify init. It's like a charm. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, I used to use a variety of tools to push up static sites. You know, I've so we both worked worked on IBM Cloud. It was called Bluemix back then. Um, And it was kind of a pain to put up HTML sites. And then so we, you know, I think most of us, you know, we're like, oh, we'll use Heroku. And Heroku was wonderful, was, was wonderful back in the day. I think we should rewind and mention GitHub Pages, which was oh, like yeah. the G- initial GitHub original pa- static site. GitHub Pages. Surge uh, was used qu- quite a bit. Uh, which is also just a, something that's on top of another platform right. that I might not name. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, they were all great, but Netlify makes the user experience of pushing static sites so nice to the point where... I don't know when I would use a different platform right now for a static I think, site. I think the primary thing here is GitHub Pages doesn't let you do HTTPS, yeah. as far as I know. And um, Netlify does. And it's also just as easy to use, if not easier, yes. because of the CLI tools. You can just... So... Yeah. Yeah. Go on. You can like... So, if, you know, I you can just drag files over, toss it up, makes a web page. Um, it has really, really good... Get are you talking it. about Cyberduck? Are you talking about FTP? No, no, but it, <laughs> drag it, the files I mean, over it's, on your it's desktop. For people, there's a there's a sometimes <laughs> where I'm like, I I'm not FTPing anymore, but you know uh, that was a joke, friends. <laughs> um, you know I'm not using um, what was the uh, Firefox thing? FileZilla. I'm not using FileZilla here, um, but it's kind of the, you know sometimes you have some you have some static stuff, you don't. You're not. It's not hooked up to a Git or anything. You just drag it in there. It's fine. Anyways, uh, they had their time and place. Yes. It's just not that time and place anymore. Um, but Netlify puts everything on the CDN. Everything is served super fast. Um, you know, it's just, it's just nice. It's nice for static websites. But the thing about Netlify is, it is for static websites. In my experience, primarily only. Um, I think I don't think is that true. Yeah, like it, only. So so. another cool thing at Netlify is it creates a site basically for every time that you have a branch and you push to um, GitHub. There's a really nice integration. So you could have like a different versioned visual diff of like every branch and every commit that you have in existence, which is like really, really rad. But if you want to have a WordPress site, for example, you can't put that on Netlify because you need a server to run it. And sometimes we have to host servers if we want to have like a more 
complex application or if you have a lot of like user management, real-time management, and you can't just use the client side. I think that's kind of changing. Um, times are definitely changing. Like we had Phil on the show talking about Jamstack, which is just JavaScript APIs and markup. And you can do a lot on the client now, but there's still times you need to have a running server in order to have the application that you need out there. And that's where a lot of these cloud management platforms exist, like AWS, um, you know, there's yes. IBM Cloud, DigitalOcean, where I used to work also, Linode, um, and that's where they all come in handy. Yeah, so there's actually, so, uh, you know, we had Phil Hawkins on with, talking about the Jamstack, and um, one of the big things with that is is these serverless functions, which you need to host somewhere. Um, Lambda and from Amazon is kind of the big one where you essentially give Amazon Lambda a piece, like a function to run off an event and Lambda runs this function, calls an API or something, does queries a database and gives it back to you. So you yourself don't write an entire server, you just write a function. Um, so Amazon has Amazon Lambda, Google Cloud Platform has cloud functions. Um, Azure... Let's not let's like be pretty even keeled here. So Azure from Microsoft also yeah. has their Azure has Azure functions, had, and, and IBM has IBM Whisk, which is or sorry IBM Functions now as well, um, which is which all do the same. So basically, thing. everyone has like some sort of functions as a service, and that's what people kind of refer to as serverless right. tech. I will say that I recently used Google Cloud Functions for a Airtable thing um, because Google Cloud Functions has Puppeteer built in. So if you ever need to do some, so let me give you this. Okay, you need to rewind and say, yeah, okay. what is Airtable okay. and what is Puppeteer? Let me, let me, <laughs> so let me step back. So Airtable is this great new software. Um, and it's for, if you ever wanted to use Google Sheets or Excel, but wanted to, you know, have, you know, an API to access your data and augment your data, or, you know, you wanted to do more with your spreadsheets, Airtable is the tool for you. Um, it's really beautiful. Like it allows for you to do like nice visuals and sorting and it's graphing, etc. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And so, um, my girlfriend was trying. My girlfriend was trying to find houses in San Francisco, and so um, what we did is we made an Airtable spreadsheet, and I wrote a cloud function that processed this, this any new entry once a minute, looked for a Craigslist um, link. And then grabbed the images from the Craigslist. Wow! And added it to the Airtable, right? Wow, you're so handy <laughs> uh, and helpful. And uh, look, look at this, like the developer modern day handyman. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot fix your sink, but I can write you a cloud function. Um, <laughs> I love this story. Go on. <laughs> GCP has Puppeteer built in, so it's super fast and it's really really easy to use. Um, it's not a huge thing. You can install you can install Puppeteer. That there is an npm module, but it is kind of nice. And so, um, most oh right, and Puppeteer is what allows you to parse the website yes, yes. and to to do functionality on the browser itself to grab those images. Uh, yes, exactly. And so, um, I like GCP uh, or Google Cloud Platform. Although for my actual applications, I tend to use now by Zite. Uh, not Zeet, as I've been mispronouncing it for years. Um, now is like the Netlify of Node applications. That's the best way to describe it. All right, it. Node is another reason you need a server. Yes. Gosh, I can't believe I forgot about that <laughs> in the beginning. I used to write a lot more Node when I like two years ago, and I guess I just have 
delved more into like the front end world like the static front end world i don't do that much anymore yeah and but, so yeah. If, if you need a node server or a docker container host thing um now has this amazing cli it's called now that's cli <laughs> um and if you uh, easy to remember yeah it's it's pretty easy to remember you go into your project you type in now you hit enter and within a minute you'll have a cloud deployment of your server up and running with a url um it's amazingly fast. It's like it's it feels like magic the first time you use it because it's that fast for a node server. Now, if you've used Amazon AW or Amazon Heroku or IBM or Oracle Cloud, um, you know that sometimes you know uploading a node server takes quite a bit of time for whatever reason. With now, they've done so many smart things, and it just works super fast. So. Um, mm. my recommendation for node applications now is to use now, uh, by Zite. Uh, Zite also makes a platform called next.js, um, which is a react framework. We'll talk about it on our next show. And we'll talk about the show. On they, our next.js show. Yeah. They were the ones who built, uh, socket.io, um, and mongoose. A lot of cool things that developers oh, so use. So many things. There's been so many things that have like come and gone also. It's now a- I'm remembering it. <laughs> Last time I built a note application, it was to build a accessibility dashboard monitoring system that uh, pulled our website when I was working at DigitalOcean like every 24 hours to see the accessibility errors, like see if they went up or down. And so I hosted that locally on our own servers because I had access to DigitalOcean service for free. And... Um, I just remember I'd have to like log into the CLI and like set things up that way. And it was like a whole different system. Like you're basically in a VM. Yeah. That's, that's what these cloud hosting platforms are. And it was just like this whole other skill set that I haven't touched in like a year and a half <laughs> of like living inside of this virtual machine, uh, setting it up to your needs, installing what you needed on it. It's like a blank VM. But a lot of these systems also have um, like pre-set up, VMs, yeah, they were like, like starter kits. DigitalOcean did, yeah. yeah. So they had starter kits, like they had like a Ghost Blog starter kit, um, Droplet. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't know what else to call it. I will say that IBM's cloud offering has a lot of great starter kits for web apps. Um, there, so I, you know, I, you know, full you still have to like know I, how it works, like you still yeah. have to understand like yeah. what the folder structure is and like how all that. Yeah. Lives. So yeah. I mean, so I worked at IBM. So I have a, a bit of a bias. I did too. Yeah. We, yeah, we worked <laughs> with IBM. Um, I wouldn't say I have a bias towards IBM, but uh, um, but the, the you just, <laughs> I feel like I don't have a strong bias towards IBM and DigitalOcean either. But like, I have a better understanding of yeah. those two than the rest. Yeah. Um, so I, IBM did uh, invested pretty heavily on trying to make the startup experience easier for people. So you know, if you go, hop on AWS. AWS has by far and away the most services uh, out of any of the platforms. And so if you want to do something, AWS probably has a service for you. Um, thousands thousands. Yeah, uh, But the UI is terrible. And <laughs> it's so hard yeah. to get around AWS. Also, <laughs> I do want to quickly mention that Amazon Cloud Services, like Amazon CloudFront, is different than Amazon S3. S3 is a really popular service that people use for... Um, file hosting and for static file hosting. So people like mention S3, it's always Amazon S3. That's like if you have a CDN of images that you want to display all around the world, if you're a publisher like where I work now, mm-hmm. and you're using S3 to host your images. And like a service like uh, 
Cloudinary or Imagix might be using S3 to serve those, to host those images that they're sending all around the world. But then that's different than, that's like one of the services that AWS as a whole yeah. provides. Like they also have cloud services. They have Lambda. They have whatever. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, a ton. Um, so I kind of have this scale in my mind of the different cloud services where if I want to find something that I can't find anywhere else um, or if it's new and innovative, it's probably on Amazon. Um, if I want the easiest user experience, it's probably IBM, which is startling me to say. Uh, uh, I know. Hello. <laughs> Have you heard of DigitalOcean? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, d- sorry. No, I like to write. Dio has the best d- user experience. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, but Dio has, has much less offerings than IBM. It does. Yes. I will say that for sure. But the offerings, I think it's kind of like... Apple versus Android, no way though. It's less complex, but it's a stronger user experience. Um, but I will say Google Cloud Platform sits kind of in between all these things and it has a really good user experience and lots of services. Um, it's being heavily supported by Google right now. And so um, I c- tend to find myself skewing towards Google Cloud Platform for my current deploys. Um, mainly because if I need like a Postgres database somewhere, um, I just end up going to Google Cloud Platform. So it's not most of the pricing models are pretty are pretty equivalent at this point. Um, yeah, Linode actually That's is definitely Linode is actually pretty cheap, <laughs> but um, for like the like the database hosting um, and application hosting, they're all around the same. So it's kind of like a pick your poison. They're just constantly updating pricing to compete as well, and also services and products. Like uh, um, when I was at DigitalOcean, they had opened up Spaces for the first time, which is where you have object storage, and that's kind of like S3, where you have object storage of static assets. So here, what was interesting is they had um, object storage with limited, uh, huh, what like when you have a link that you could say like I want this available for five hours, or or like a private link, that sort of thing. So that is also something that you can do with a these cloud providers. expiring link? Yeah. Yeah, like an expiry link, which is great for so many reasons. Like if you're like a wedding photographer and you want to send wedding demo shots, you don't want that to be open to anyone and you want it to be like open for a limited amount of time. Um, also, if you have like promo codes for things, like these application sites, like these cloud platforms are the basis of what builds a lot of other products. So they provide like these baseline Lego tools that like build out other products yeah i will say there are a ton of new startups now that leverage aws or gcp and then build a very small targeted um, version of it so i've been using something called prisma recently and prisma cloud and it's a uh, service that essentially lets me not write backend code um i give it a graphql schema and it transcribes those into um sql queries um and then it puts it up into a google cloud platform more or less and so graphql is like is like back end for front end <laughs> it really yeah and so it's like, I, it's like it's one of those things where i'm like i i know nothing about postgres i know nothing about infrastructure but i do want to run an app so i'm going to use prisma which lets me write my front end code ish stuff and um it takes care of uh, managing database and managing the cloud deployments for me and it works on top of gcp and on top of aws you can i think you can pick which one you want um, so I think there are more and more applications like that, which help people like us who just want to build something and don't really care about how anything else works. Um, yeah. So we just want it to be cheap 
and fast and not have downtime. <laughs> yeah. Just want to be perfect, really. That's it, yeah. And that's why, like, to conclude the show, <laughs> I'm not really using server-based management anymore because, well, I mean, of course, like, of course, Netlify runs on something, you yeah. know? Yeah. But to me, it's just so much easier to build static sites now whenever possible. I, I, that being said, I haven't written a node application or an application that required a running server in probably over a year and a half. And that's not always the case. But yeah. I have that pleasure, that luxury now. And I will dive back into cloud applications when the time comes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I want to avoid that. Long story short. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there, done that. <laughs> Long story Moved short, Netlify for static sites. Now for node applications. And then pick your poison for anything else. <laughs> yeah. Definitely um, take a look at like... Talk to someone who knows their DevOps world stuff about like what works best for your application because you definitely don't need like a ton of memory and cores. Also, a lot of these applications let you scale. So they'll have, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting all the terminology. Auto scaling? Which is good for this show because like, you know, I don't want to <laughs> use fancy terms. So uh, balancing, like, uh, Auto if scaling? you have like multiple, hey. if you have like multiple, um, cores it's not that's not how it works it's multiple clusters and then load balancing between them load balancing that's yeah, all right yeah. got it okay so <laughs> load balancing like if you have like one let's just say node and it gets overridden by a lot of requests or like your website was shared on the homepage of reddit and now all of a sudden you have a ton of people going to it it'll balance that load with another one like if it gets over full um so you could just constantly have things scaling up you could have auto scaling that's another thing um these are just all different product features that a lot of these cloud services have and i'm like butchering this i'm just <laughs> saying this in the worst way possible but i've not thought about this in a long time <laughs> it's just like all of these core technologies that will help you especially if you're working on a startup and you need to leverage like fast paced growth at any moment yeah you're not going to get that with Netlify, probably. Netlify is just like a server, and it's like just static sites. Uh, You're not going to have to Netlify deal with it. I Netlify actually does have a auto-scaling thingamabobber. Oh, uh, yeah? Um, let me double-check while we <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> um, maybe not. I take it back. But uh, I don't think you would need it No, there. I don't think you would really they need have it. Like, they have forms. They have... Yeah, um, you wouldn't really need it. They have um, identity now, which is cool. Which is if you need user accounts. Well, I mean, um, they put everything. They put all your stuff on the CDNs, anyways. And they use AWS Lambda. Like they they live on top of AWS. Which is exactly the point I was making prior. Which is these smaller tools built on top of other tools. Um, and I'm all about the UX. So yep, all, I'm all about, about the easiest, best user experience. You know, which is why I work DigitalOcean because I understood how to use it. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So now, can you just edit this section yeah, so I sound just, less I'll like I don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, I'll just cut it out. Thank you for listening to this show. All we right. love you, our listeners. We do. <laughs> all right. Well, um, all right. Um, Okay, do you have any closing notes for our audience today about uh, development platforms? You kind of did do a little, like, summation. Yeah, I mean, I um, if you want something easy to use, I mean, honestly, now is wonderful. Nullify is wonderful. 
uh, there's a ton of review sites out there saying, hey, check out Amazon versus GCP versus IBM Cloud or Azure. My recommendation is that if you don't feel like doing research, Google Cloud Platform has a really good trial. Um, it's like $300 for a full year. Um, or do your Linode trial, DigitalOcean trial, yeah. IBM Cloud trial. They all have free they all, they all either have, credits or tiers. Yeah, they all have lots of trials. And so um, try them out. See what suits your fancy. Um, yeah. And go from That's there. why I think UX is actually really important in the cloud world. Yeah, I'm I'm bamboozled at AWS is as as undesigned as it is still. Oh, the mysteries. The world may never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do want to give another shout out to our show sponsor, Lino. Check them out to get your twenty dollar credit so you could, you know, try them out, see how they are. You get that twenty dollar credit when you use the promo code Toolsday twenty eighteen T O O L S D A Y two Zero One Eight. So you can visit Lino.com slash Toolsday to also get your twenty dollar credit for your next project whenever you need cloud infrastructure also want to give a shout out to webflow for being our patron on patreon and our continued supporter um if you like this show please give it a thumbs up on whatever system you're on please give it five stars on itunes if you're listening on there that's how other people hear about the show um just share it with your friends that would be like my favorite thing for you to do so more people hear about the show word spreads we hope that we taught you something today or helped you out and we will see you next time